Good morning. Uh, well, it's just been one of those days already for me. Uh, I just came from work. Yeah, my other job, yeah. So, if I fall asleep during the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there we go, there we go, trying to take advantage of the situation. Our order of service is uh, from uh, the LSB. It's 203, and uh, we, we rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared. Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together, as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, in saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you, and for his sake, forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We continue with the opening hymn, hymn 870. Please be seated.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for planting in us the seed of your word. By your Holy Spirit, help us to receive it with joy, live according to it, and grow in faith and hope and love. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. first reading is from the first and second chapters of Ecclesiastes. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. I, the teacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. I applied my mind to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under the heavens. What a heavy burden God has laid on mankind. I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless, a chasing after the wind. I hated all the things I had toiled for under the sun because I must leave them to the one who comes after me and who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish. Yet they will have control over all the fruit of my toil into which I have poured my effort and skill under the sun. This too is meaningless. So my heart began to despair over all my toilsome labor under the sun. For a person may labor with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, and then they must leave all they own to another who has not toiled for it. This too is meaningless and a great misfortune. What do people get for all the toil and anxious striving with which they labor under the sun? All their days their work is grief and pain. Even at night their minds do not rest. This, too, is meaningless. A person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toil. This, too, I see, is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This, too, is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be God. The second reading is from the third chapter of Colossians. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is renewed in knowledge in the image of his creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. 
This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Luke, the twelfth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said this, This is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, You have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool. This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. This is the gospel of the Lord. We make our Christian confession in this fellowship and to the world by the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only God, Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God, God, the light of light, very God, very God, begotten on me, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation. Please be seated as we sing the hymn of the day, hymn 538.
God's grace, His mercy, and His peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, you look at these texts and you go, wow, that's, wow, that's, uh, hmm, that's, uh, I wonder who, who was in a good mood picking out these, uh, these verses all together, huh? The Old Testament, meaningless, meaningless. It's all meaningless. You work hard, and what happens? You die, and then somebody else takes over, and what do they do with it? Maybe something not as good as you would think that they should do. And in the second reading, thank, thank God, there's... The gospel says here, then, since then you've been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God, which is the answer to King Solomon, who, looking forward to his Messiah, had to come to the conclusion that there's something far better. It may not be here on earth, but Christ did not suffer and die on the cross for us to have the white picket fence and all of those things, right? And we may very well have them, but those things are fast fleeting, especially in hurricane seasons and stormy seasons and seems when you look at the news more and more uh, throughout wherever it is you are with hotter weather and in bigger forest fires and all of that stuff we have. And then we see another thing that happens an awful lot where somebody's really not happy uh, with the inheritance, uh, lost the parents and that sort of thing, and so now the argument uh, ensues about what is fair and what you should have and what somebody promised you and didn't put it in writing or whatever it is that happens. And Jesus shows boundaries here. Now, God can involve himself in everything, but what did God do? He gave us the law. He gave us arbitrators. He gave us people who are in charge of that kind of thing, and he did not here step over that boundary. But you would think that you would go to, to God in prayer. You know, if you're in, in some sort of a, uh, an argument, you know, a family inheritance argument, you may go to God. And what might you hear from God? Pedal harder. Try harder. You deserve that. Well, here you have Jesus saying, you know, sometimes it's better just to understand who you are as a child of God and to, and to put your thoughts in the right place. Because who knows, you could ruin relationships with your family by wanting what? Something that's worth what? Appraised at what? $100? $500? How, many, how about $1,000? $1,500? How about $10,000? Is that enough to destroy 
your family relationships. Maybe it's already destroyed. But I'll tell you something we don't have destroyed, and that is God's love for us. That's always there. And you know me, and I, and boy, I tell you, I, you know, do I want to tell you something this morning? Because like I said, I just came from, from, from work, and, and it is so true. It is so true that um, when everything has been, or perceived, when everything seems to be taken away from you, that you still have God. And if you have faith to comprehend that, you have something. And this is something that we hear right now, almost seemingly in a vacuum. But let me tell you something. When it happens out there for true, and you do lose all kinds of things, then you may very well say, and I've heard it said a thousand times, I've lost everything. And it's kind of hard to say, well, you really haven't lost everything because, because that's not the time. But hopefully there are people surrounding those people. Hopefully somebody's surrounding you in your time of loss. And they can come up to you and have a conversation with you and in the end establish the fact that, you know, you do have things, right? And you do have family and you do have God. <clears throat> now there's a rumor being spread around here, you know, and maybe it's something in the in the uh something in the United States that if you're a Christian, uh nothing bad's going to happen to you. That's God never said that. And as shocked as you and I might be to any kind of thing, any kind of word like that, this doesn't shock God. You can see it here. Solomon, the wisest man in the world, comes to a conclusion. You know, maybe the same conclusion that you and I have come to. I mean, what power do I actually have? What can I change in my life? What can I change in the, in the United States, right? What if I would become president or something like that? Well, I'm too old. To, well, maybe I'm not too old. I don't know. We've got some old presidents, but first of all, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the energy to run. Second of all, when I got up there, I know what it would be. It would be fight, 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 criticize, 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 and would I get anything done. Does the president get anything done? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I just hope they don't screw anything up. And so indeed, what Solomon said as king, he was a monarch. He didn't have anybody to argue with. And he realized that he, he you know, as young kings would do, because he, he started off really young. He worked, 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 learned a lot of stuff, and he was indeed uh, a jack-of-all-trades, of many trades. And he was an excellent, excellent king. 
a king of peace. And the world, he was so good that the world looked to him. But what did he say? He said, my heart despairs. So he had bouts of depression because he knew darn well that he's going to fade, he's going to die, and then everything that he worked for would just go down. I mean, you might look up in the Bible uh, about King Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. Solomon was right. And maybe it was because he was such a great guy that they couldn't pedal as hard as King Solomon did. But there you have it. Life, the picket fence, it's, I suppose it's, it's a goal we might set for ourselves here in this world. But never forget, never forget that our God always sees beyond those horizons for us. And while we were yet, while we were yet not even a thought in our parents' uh, brains because they hadn't been born yet and their parents hadn't been born yet and it was thousands and thousands of years uh, ago, God knew already then that what it would take for us to enter eternal life which is God's home, going home with God, would be, it would take a sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. He already knew this. And so, some 2,000 years ago, it finally happened. Those people who lived before Jesus Christ lived in hopes of the Messiah and looking towards the cross, and we now, we now, who have seen or who have, who have become witnesses by the Holy Spirit entering our hearts, look back to the cross and we give thanks that Christ suffered and died for us while we were yet sinners. And he said, God forgive them, they know not what they do. But he knew everything he was doing. And he did it on purpose for you and for me out of love. He suffered and he died and in doing so sacrificed his perfect life for you and for me. Makes no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. And you might say, well, Jesus, what did you get? What did you get for your labors here on earth? And you might hear Jesus saying, Meaningless, meaningless. And I, I think sometimes when he looked at his disciples, you know, he might have. Because he did tell them, how long do I have to be with here, with you here? How long? But of course, we know that Jesus rose again and he's not he's not dead. Another rumor that might be floating around that Jesus died and stayed dead, but he didn't. He's not like Solomon. Of course, Solomon, um, I, I don't know what happened to Solomon, but the longer in the tooth he got, the more wayward it seemed that he became. 
And if you look at, at uh, the, the latter part of his, his life uh, in how he was a king, was he wise? Yeah, he, sure, he was wise. But um, he, he did a lot of um, capitulating um, and perhaps even uh, went to um, churches of his wives that he was fond of marrying um, for, uh, for treaties and that sort of thing. If you, you know, give me that uh, nice-looking young lady there, uh, I'll marry her, and, and for sure we won't come to go to battle with you because she's over here and that sort of thing. Well, that one had a, uh, a different faith, a different religion, and, and Solomon said, I'll build you one of those there churches. You know, what kind of religion? What do you need? And he built it and maybe even went to church there uh, to be the good husband to his wives. It's a good question. I don't know if Solomon, um, how his faith finished. I don't know. I don't know. But I'll tell you this. Thank God you don't have to be the wisest king in the world to have faith. Thank God that he is the one with the power to keep that faith in you. As a matter of fact, you can get into some real trouble and you can begin to question God, but as long as you, you don't uh, continue in that process, God is always there to forgive. And after all, who is the one who finally condemns? It's God. It's not you. It's God. So, what am I trying to say today? Well, I'm trying to say that this world is really rough, and it's easy to say that nowadays, isn't it? It's rough out there. There's death, and there, there are killings, and there, there are losses that cannot be explained, and you can't really even say anything. You can't walk up to some individual and say something that, that is going to Oh, I didn't think about that. Thank you very much. Now I'm a happy camper. You could go now. Because life isn't that way. But like it says in Colossians, and this is in season and out of season, this is when things are rough, especially when things are rough. Don't forget. And I think in, in some ways we're drawn to that you know people who i guess they have these you know like dash cameras and all of that stuff and and people who are about to get into some accident you know they say some things um but one of the one of the significant things they say is oh god and it might be the last words they say And in a way, it needs to be the last words we say. Maybe not coming out of our mouths, but that is a proper response when, when you know something's going to happen, it's going to be an impact, and you're not, and there's no way out of it. Oh, God is a good thing. I've been on 
many scenes where that is repeated over and over and over again because that individual cannot say anything else. Oh God, help me, Jesus. Over and over again, repeated. And that prayer that goes out when the heart is wrenched away is significant. It speaks a witness that is beyond the wisdom of this world. I want to encourage you in that. Maintain that faith because Christ certainly did not die in vain. Christ succeeded. It doesn't mean that droves and droves of people are going to follow Jesus. As a matter of fact, probably most of the people in this world will not because they're distracted by other things, by possessions, by victimization, by who knows what, depression, mental illness. They are indeed distracted. But you... Maintain that faith. Understand that Jesus put it there. And understand that it's not going anywhere. It will be there. And it will show up when it needs to. I hope we usher it into our conscience very frequently. Every day, several times a day, just remember... In this world where things can seem meaningless, especially after you've labored and labored and labored and then you sit on your front porch and there's been, and there's blood in your house. Just don't forget that Christ suffered and died for you so that you can go to a place where none of that will ever happen again. And that place is not on this earth. That place is in heaven. May we take these words to counsel. May they guard our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We rise for prayer. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. All is vanity, O Lord, without the grace and succor of your word and spirit. Guard our hearts against pride and arrogance and a life rich in things but poor in spirit. Grant us wise hearts that we may love rightly all that you have made and use them all for your purpose and glory. Lord, in your mercy, guard your church, O Lord, the people of your own possession, and give to her honorable and noble 
men for the office of holy ministry and gracious and devoted men and women commissioned for the teaching arts and works of charity within your church. Make us rich in the treasure of your grace that will never disappoint us, that we may give generously towards those in need. Lord, in your mercy, grant that in our lives together we might show the love of Christ to one another. Give all husbands and wives fidelity to their vows and promises. Help all parents teach their children to know and love the Lord. Guide all single adults that they might find fulfillment in their service to others. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, kingdoms rise and fall, and leaders are raised up and brought low by your will. Grant our nation and its leaders humility before you, that we might recognize the vanity of all our plans, and so be ready to rejoice and give thanks for your every good gift in the days that you give us under the sun. Lord, in your mercy. Be near the suffering, the dying, and the grieving. Especially, we ask on behalf of those who uh, are in our, our list today and those in our bulletin, um, Uh, that we 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 give thanks uh, for that um, um, uh, that Miss Nikki has has found something she's been looking for, <laughs> and um, we and we ask that uh, you would continue to be with Dr. Mike Johnson in his shoulder uh, surgery and the pain that he has because at this point he cannot take pain meds. Billy Fortenberry, who is in rehab, a young man uh, in his 30s um, who suffered a stroke and is recovering. For the family and uh, friends of uh, Terry Legendry, who passed on Tuesday. Um, And we ask that you would be with Rebecca O'Brien, who sprained her ankle this week. And once again, all of those people that we have listed in our bulletin, Lord, um, we ask that you would continue to be with them and hear all of their prayers. Sustain them in the truth that their lives are now, even now, hidden with Christ in God. And that when he appears, they will also appear with him in glory. Give them compassionate and skillful doctors and nurses that their sufferings may be alleviated and their minds and bodies returned to health. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, you have seated your Christ at your right hand and surrounded him with all those, he, he, um, all those that he has led out of this great tribulation. <coughs> we thank you for the peace and rest you have given them in him. And we pray that you would one day deliver us by his hand into the paradise that he has won for us. Lord, in your mercy, answer all doubt and fear, O Lord, with confidence in your word and sacrament, that by these means of grace we may be kept in holiness 
and guarded from temptation and despair until the day when you bring all things to their perfect fulfillment and we are all delivered to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Since we um, have made provision to receive offerings, we continue uh, with the service of sacrament on page 208. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should all times and all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of creation, for you have had mercy on us and have given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In your righteous judgment, you condemned the sin of Adam and Eve who ate the forbidden fruit, and you justly barred them and all their children from the tree of life. Yet, in your great mercy, you promised salvation by a second Adam, your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and made his cross a life-giving tree for all who trust in him. We give you thanks for the redemption you have prepared for us through Jesus Christ. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may faithfully eat and drink of the fruits of, this, of his cross and receive the blessings of forgiveness, life, and salvation that come to us in his body and blood. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do as often 
as you eat it in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
to the Nunc Dimittis. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. We close with um, uh, hymn 549.